Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We got Sam, first place. Sam Russell, good morning. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Robin Taylor says the Taylors are on. Uh, Cindy Rowland says good morning. Victoria Counterman says good morning. Amber Delazine, morning. Happy Memorial Day. Phil Westheimer says the Westheimers are listening. Oh, I'm surprised. I said to Ben, I said, you know, probably won't be very many tuned in this morning. Yeah. Folks are out doing things. Good to have you guys all on. Good to have you on. I want to apologize. So last Friday we didn't have devotions because Ben was doing, tell them what you were doing. We had a doctor's appointment with all of the kids because we are in the process of working towards adoption. And uh, it's a quite a process (laughs) indeed. And so... One of the requirements is we have to get this thing done called a home study. And one of the requirements of the home study, uh, it's really a home study is the packet they put together with all of the information you can possibly imagine. Uh, And one of the requirements is to get the checkup with all of the members of the family. And uh, then that goes inside that packet as long with a million other things uh, that you have to put together that, you know, goes to our caseworker who, who uh, evaluates all of it. And, you know, there's just a lot of hoops to jump through and stuff. So anyways, we had that uh, Friday morning. We had to take all of our kids in. It was really the Lord because we've been trying to do it and it's been closed, 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 closed. And so we kind of pulled things on hold a little bit. So finally, Rachel was like, you know, we got to get this done. So she calls the doctors, uh, you know, hey, let's see if we can get in. And they're like, yeah, we can get you in tomorrow morning. And th- it was, and what happened was it was the very day she called was the day that the governor said, you know, these type of things can start opening back up. Mm-hmm. And so we must have been like one of the first people in line. So we got them scheduled and we got us scheduled all at the same time. Boom, just like that. They're like, yep, tomorrow morning. And then there's uh, some other things that the Lord did that really had things come together there that, you know, paperwork and stuff that God really, God just expedited to go through. And so anyways, it just seems as we travel down this road of adoption, God just keeps opening up door after door after door. And so we're just excited and uh, really just trusting in him. Just think there's a child out there just waiting. Praise the Lord. We're pretty excited. So uh, the Lord's really leading us to adopt, uh, you know, um, Hopefully, if the Lord continues, but we'll probably have a pretty multicultural family if God allows. Our, our prayer is that we'll be able to adopt up to three kids, not all at once, hopefully over the years. But we'd really like to have a multicultural family. Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> there you go. Um, so um, we're really excited about it. You know, one of the reasons the Lord really led us to adopt you know, multicultural is because it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel how, you know, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, yet we are all one underneath the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's really kind of the flag. That's kind of the, the place where we stake our flag is just on that, the beauty of the gospel and how it everything is united underneath the cross of Christ. Every tribe and nation. That's right. And then, you know, adoption of a family is the same thing. Once you are adopted, you are a part 
of that family. It's not, you know, other things you ought, that is your family. And even though you're all different, you are all one. So that's kind of the most exciting thing about adoption is just the beauty of the gospel and how it is represented through adoption and is the illustration that is used throughout the scripture. So anyways, sorry to go on that, but we're pretty excited. But that's why we well, missed last Friday. To pray. <laughs> Everyone will be praying for that and the Lord's leading and provision. And so Ben said to me, on, uh, I think it was Thursday night that uh, this all came up and we couldn't do it. He said, uh, hey, I could come out and I could show you how to live stream all by yourself. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> We'll just forego it. And then last night was prayer prayer night, and I have been struggling with my health since uh, I went through that a couple weeks ago. I had just a, a week of horrible flu, and uh, then since then I have just been so so weak. And uh, last night I was just I was just too weak to get over here and do the prayer mm. uh, service. So I apologize for that. Um, so let's just get right into it here today. We're going to step out of our series on the will of God because this is Memorial Day and there's some things that uh, I wanted to address yesterday during the uh, morning's message that I wasn't able to. That's very typical uh, that the Lord will give me a message and put it in my heart and, and I'll have to cut some things out simply because of, of time. And I preached a long time. I think I preached 55 minutes, something like that uh, yesterday and still did not share with you all that the Lord had put up on my heart, but uh, I'm concerned for our nation. Mm. Uh, we entitled the message yesterday, What Makes a Great Nation? And here were a couple verses, uh, Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness. That's what makes a great nation. True righteousness, not, not a false, hypocritical kind of righteousness, uh, but righteousness exalteth a nation. Righteousness that comes from the heart. Doing right because you want to please the Lord and honor and glorify Him in your life. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but, but sin is a reproach to any people. So what makes a nation a great nation? It's to have a righteous nation. And then Psalm 33 verse uh, uh, 11 and 12 said, The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations, blessed, blessed, this makes a great nation, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now, let me just say this, if we're going to have a great nation, we as believers are to be that salt and we're to be that light. We're the ones, judgment must first begin at the house of God. We have to be the ones that have that true righteousness in our lives and we're living that out to the honor and glory of the Lord we're the one we're the ones uh, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord where where God is really the Lord he's really number one in our lives uh, so the counsel of the Lord stand forever the thoughts of his heart to all generations that refers to the preserved word of God which we have thank God for that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And then uh, yesterday you may remember that I shared several quotes from our founders. And, uh, you know, the Bible said, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. And to really see what was in the heart of our founders and that history. Remember the old landmarks that are being torn down today and are being destroyed that aren't being taught to our children and to our children's children of, of the great heritage that we have here in 
America, Christian heritage, the foundational uh, stone upon which our republic is built. But I share with you a lot of those quotes, and just let me pull one back out before we have a word of prayer. And this is uh, by Abraham Lincoln. And whereas is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And to recognize the sublime, sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. So let's, uh, let's uh, kind of delve into a little bit of material that I wasn't able to cover yesterday. So Ben, pray for us. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all those that have, <laughs> over the years of our uh, history, uh, made the ultimate sacrifice to preserve the freedoms and the liberties that we now enjoy. And uh, Lord, just help us to never forget all that has been done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. The prophets. When you read the book of Jeremiah, it is like you are reading about America and where we are right now today as a nation. It's, it's really unbelievable uh, when you get into the prophecies of Jeremiah. Now, those prophecies obviously were directed towards the nation of Israel, but the Bible says that uh, Jeremiah was a prophet not just to the nation of Israel, but to the nations. Mm. And 45 times in the scripture, it talks about Jeremiah being a prophet to the nations, not just to the nation of Israel, but to the nations as a whole. So Jeremiah was raised up by God and given a very timely message to deliver to the nations. And that is for us today. And his, his message was remember, repent, return. Of course, if there's true repentance, there's going to be a returning yep. back to the Lord. And then he said, the nation will be restored. And this basically was a message of all the prophets. Uh, when we talk about the major prophets, Jeremiah was the major prophet. He was uh, the prophet of prophets, I guess you would mm. say. Um, you take all the writings of the minor prophets, and the book of Jeremiah contains more than mm. all the minor prophets combined. Uh, we talk about Isaiah, and we talk about Ezekiel. And they definitely were major prophets, but not in comparison to Jeremiah. And so the message that he had to deliver to the nation of Israel and to the nations is for us today. <clears throat> we know Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. Hmm. And I'd really, I'd really encourage you to do a study through the book of Jeremiah on all the times that his eyes were filled with tears mm. and how they ran down his face and spilled to the ground as he wept over the spiritual condition of the nation. Ben, think about it. When was the last time you and I wept mm. that God would call us weeping preachers? Mm. 
I've shared this with you before. One of the things that have always stirred my heart uh, 21 years going to the Philippines is to watch the invitations and to see these precious people who have such a tenderness towards the things of the Lord weep mm. at the altar. You've observed it. I've observed it many, many times. I actually remember times after uh, the altar call was over with and looking down and seeing puddles of tears before the altar. When was the last time that we really wept over the spiritual condition in our own personal lives? Spiritual condition of our churches. We, yesterday we talked about our churches and the great departing from the faith that's been once delivered unto the saints. When was the last time we wept over that? Mm. When, was the, when was the last time we wept because of the division that is in our country? Mm. Or we wept over the drug abuse in our country or over the abortion issue in our country? the alcoholism, the homosexuality. Maybe we just need to weep a little bit more. Jeremiah also had the nickname Camel Knees. Of the hours that he would spend on his knees. Hmm. Let, me, let me just, uh, excuse me. So burdened for our nation and for our churches. And our church, you know, you made a statement last week that this coronavirus has just. Those who were faithful before are still faithful. Those who were unfaithful before are still unfaithful. I made a statement yesterday that we're, we're as a nation, we're in trouble with God, and I believe that we are, but we can get ourselves out of that trouble. And it's going to come as we do what Jeremiah called the nations to do, Remember, there was something that happened that tripped us up in our spiritual life. Something mm -hmm. happened. We allowed ourselves to be influenced by something. Well, something pulled us away. Remember the verses we shared yesterday about the right path and the wrong path? And how that when we choose the wrong path in life, it affects the nation. Leaves the nation desolate. And how we, we got to get back on that right path. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to take. I guess maybe more weeping. But remember, repent. Repent of what tripped you up. I remember what Paul said to the Galatians, Ben. He said, you were running so well. You were doing so good. Who hath hindered you that you are no longer obeying the truth? <sighs> Repentance. And then he says, return. True repentance will cause a U-turn. And the cause of going back. Remember from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do the first works. Let's go back 
to do what we once did when we were in love with the Lord. Remember? When we were excited about going to church. Mm. When we were excited about sharing the gospel. When we were excited when the offering plate came by. When we were excited to be around fellow believers. <clears throat> Remember, repent, return. And then he said this, God will restore. Kind of goes along with Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people. But I want to I want to read to you some of these verses. Let my eyes run down with tears night and day. I remember there was a time in my ministry. This was years ago when uh, almost every service I would I would cry. Tears would fill my eyes and. I couldn't read my notes, and I'd have to wipe the tears away, and and it was so frustrating to me. I said, "Why am I like this? You know, why do why do these tears come?" And I've seen that same thing happen with you, son, as you're preaching. The Lord, tug on your heart. And I remember asking the Lord, "Lord, would you dry up my tears so I can just get through these messages?" And you know what He did? He dried up my tears, and He dried up my message too. Mm. And I remember asking the Lord to give me back my tears. Jeremiah said, Let my eyes run down with tears night and day. And then he said this, That our eyes may run down with tears. He said that my eyes may run down with tears. He said then that our eyes may run down with tears and our eyelids gush out with water. Mm. Now that, that's some heavy duty weeping. But if ye will not hear it, you will not hear my prophecies. My soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. I thought about that. Why do people not listen to our message, Ben? We pour our heart out Sunday after Sunday and Sunday nights when we can be together and Wednesday nights. and We pour our heart into the messages. We seek the Lord and he said, why? My soul shall weep in secret places. Here's the answer for your pride. Hmm. My eyes shall weep sore. Have you ever wept where your eyes are sore? And run down with tears because the Lord's flock are carried away captive. I think of how many of God's people are just, they're captive in their sin and they don't have to be there. Hmm. So remember, repent, return, and be restored. <laughs> Got all this I had to share and I, I got stuck on that. I stuck on those tears things. But Jeremiah, he, uh, you got any Kleenex in you? No. I don't. Jeremiah, listen to these questions. Have you ever had a burden that's so heavy upon your heart that you just, you got to take some questions to the Lord about mm. it? He said, why is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by perpetual backslidings? Mm. Why do some of God's people just perpetually backslide? He said, why is this? He's, he's weeping, he's preaching, he's begging God's people. 
He's showing them their sin. He's showing them the consequence of their sin. He's telling them that captivity is coming. He's warning them, but because of their pride, they won't listen. And he's, he's broken. His heart is broken. He said, they hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. That, that word return. No man repented. The word repented of his wickedness saying, what have I done? When was the last time we said, what have we done? Everyone turned to his own course as a horse rusheth into battle. How do we say that we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? We go to a Bible-believing church. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed. They have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom is in them? They say peace, peace, when there is no peace. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Again, he's crying out to the Lord for these answers. Why then is not the health of the daughter of thy people recovered? Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. I want you to read verse 4 through verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 1. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a, I am, I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid with, of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words into thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build up and to plant. Read that verse one more time. Please, everyone listen to this verse. So, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. To root out. Is there some things... in our lives that we need to root out. How about a root of bitterness? Hmm. How about that root of pride? How about that stubbornness? Remember we talked about last time we were together. What about that root of immorality that's there? What about that root of unfaithfulness? Is there some things today on this Memorial Day that we need to root out? What does he say next? To pull down. Pull it down. Have you ever 
been, uh, what do they call it, in a remodeling project where you have to go in and do a demolition. We got some demolition to do. There's some things that we need to pull down mm. and get rid of in our lives. Go ahead. To root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Mm. So before we can build and plant and be the people that God would have us to be and see our nation restored, we have to do some business with God. And so on this Memorial Day, as we reflect over the great price that was paid that we could have the freedoms that we have, let's be willing to pay a very small price in humbling ourselves before the Lord and rooting out and pulling down and destroying those things that are not pleasing to Him. Mm. Thank you for letting me uh, share my heart with you today. And if uh, you were not uh, with us yesterday uh, and did not hear the message, I encourage you to, to pull it up and to spend some time. I know it was long and I went on and on. And I, I will say this, Ben, I had a difficult time preaching yesterday. I don't know if it was because mm. I didn't feel good or it was just because there was sometimes there's just that satanic opposition uh, that I can sense, I can feel the spiritual warfare. But um, we're in a battle. We are soldiers of the Lord Jesus. So anything you want to add to that? Well, I think we just need to evaluate our hearts. What has God been prompting us to tear down, to pull down? Uh, what sin have we been excusing? Uh, and then just starting to get used to and then get comfortable with and then get to the point where we're like, I can't even imagine my life without this sin. It's just become part of me. I remember being in that position. I think for me it was a root of bitterness. And I'm like, I don't even know who I would be without this bitterness. It's just become so part of me. Uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, but really that's just what, what, what sin have we been holding on to that God is asking us to to tear down. Years ago, I was teaching a class, and um, not in a church setting, outside a church setting, and we talked about this: we minimize, we deny, mm. and we blame. We got to stop minimizing our sin. We have to stop denying, mm. and we certainly have to stop blaming others. I see that as a big one. Just blaming others for things that are just our own responsibility. It's a big thing. It's a big thing of growing up is just learning how to stop blaming others and just taking responsibility for everything. We love the blame game, don't we? Well, anyway, that was uh, what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, I really wanted to touch on that yesterday, but that clock doesn't stop. And uh, it was getting warm in the church. <laughs> yesterday uh, I told Isaac make sure you turn that air conditioner on he said it's on but it was getting warm in there yesterday when it gets warm people start nodding off and uh, even though I snapped my fingers a few times uh, it was good to snap my fingers again uh, haven't done that for a while uh, but anyway it was time to wrap it up so thank you for tuning in here today uh, we've taken you a half an hour now and morning devotions but ponder the things that we have said close in order Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Once again, bless our people and as they go about their days and their activities, help us to just remember. Remember those that have made the ultimate sacrifice to remember you who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. 
And God, I pray that we will also make the sacrifice in our lives for the future generations to sacrifice the sin that has been holding us back. Make that sacrifice of denying ourselves and just turning away, both because it is dishonoring to you and because of what it will do for the future of our country. That we can tear down those, those walls of wickedness, of sin, of immorality, of envy, of greed, strife, bitterness. We can tear those down because of the good that it will do in our families, in our church, and in our country. For all these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, have a good day. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.